Welcome to Like Wildflowers, a podcast where we have revolutionary conversations on topics that challenge the status quo, so we as individuals and as a collective can grow wild. My hope for each episode is to make the parallel between wildflowers and you. Let me briefly explain. Wildflowers are in your backyard. Some people will call them weeds, find them undesirable, and want to get rid of and avoid them in any way they can. So they rip them from the ground and spray toxic chemicals. But year after year, the wildflowers are back, stronger and taller than ever. The parallel here is that you are a wildflower, and some people will see you and what you're doing in life as undesirable. But you, like wildflowers, keep going and keep growing. My intention with this podcast is to inspire you to be your own wildflower by starting these conversations, sharing stories, and offering tools to help you grow wild in all areas of life. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Like Wildflowers. I am your host, Jessica Sage, and today I am chatting with Jessica Frias, a bilingual spiritual awakening guide. And Jessica's mission is to help people gain the confidence and clarity they need in order to overcome fear paralysis and start taking action on their deepest desires. So welcome to the show, Jess. I am so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited for this podcast too. You know, I had to think about the whole flowers thing and like how you're making that connection. And it's it's awesome. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to hear like how your story makes those parallels. Um, so to get started, I actually just want to like ask you a like wildflowers signature question, which is what is your favorite flower? I feel like I favorites, like it changes from time to time. Um, and uh, there was one point where I was like really connected to roses, like white roses specifically because of the purity um, right now it's sunflowers. And the reason why I really um, love sunflowers is because they face the sun, like wherever the sun is, that's where they try to go, you know? So sunflowers has been my thing and it's not really a flower, but succulents um, are, it's like another, like a plant that I really connect with because I mean, connecting with my environment, how I grew up, succulents just need a little bit of water, right? And they can thrive and grow and bloom and like um I felt like growing up all I needed was a little a little something to kind of propel me forward to to move towards something that I wanted to work through even though my environment wasn't like the most nurturing and supportive and like you know what I mean so I've been really connected to to like succulents and sunflowers Mm, I love that thank you for sharing with me because it's like it's not just like this aesthetic thing for you. Like, it's like, oh yeah, sunflowers are beautiful. I love them for their beauty, but it's like, you found like this deeper meaning and connected that to these plants. And I think that's so beautiful. And I also do think that we're kind of like plants, like 
we all need like different nutrients and requirements for us to bloom and grow. And I just love that you made that little like parallel. Like I knew for myself that I needed this and I got this and I was able to like flourish, even though my environment wasn't the greatest. And we know with plants, that's the same way, like their environment might not be the greatest, but they're still finding a way to bloom and flourish and thrive in that environment. So, right. And they die and they come back up again too. Like, it's just, um, what a way to like, get through the harshest of conditions so that's why I was really like um impressed with the the name of your podcast too because it's like you don't really think about nature in that way um and making these connections and how we relate to nature so much yeah well thank you so much I think that we can find so many parallels in nature and so I hope to bring some of that to these episodes so absolutely all right all right so let's just dive in I would love to hear a little bit more about you and how you became an intuitive mentor and spiritual awakening guide yeah I mean so I from when I grew from being a little girl I remember always looking for signs outside validation was really, really important for me. And that I just realized how much that limited me. Um, I mean, I went through my spiritual awakening. And when I went through my spiritual awakening, I didn't have the support system that I needed. You know, like, like there was just, there's just such a taboo with like, connecting to the universe and, you know, the planet in the way that it like, in just another way outside of like a religion. Um, and so when I went through my spiritual awakening, I recognized a lot of the things that were really holding me back. I did a lot of what we call shadow work and um, processing these things. And I had to create my own community because speaking about this stuff, like if you said it out loud, you sounded crazy, right? And it's like, I'm not crazy. Like I know that some there's something bigger out there. And like, so I, ha- I ended up just having to create this community of people that were kind of like going through the same thing that I was going through and like helping them work through the things that I also worked through, you know, like this is what worked for me. This is some stuff that I've looked up. And so it was just creating this community that was like a lot more supportive and made you feel more inclusive and not like you were alone because when you finally and it's it's a wake-up call that you feel like if it's if you don't identify with spiritual awakening it's just this one moment in your life where you feel like you you're sick and tired of living the way that you've been living and you want to make changes um so it's like that wake-up call that you get and uh you're ready to confront the fears confront the things that you need to confront in order to change and create the life that you want to create you know so um when that happened to me that it was just like such a breakthrough and it felt so empowering and so freeing and I just wanted to help people like work through that and I feel like that's a gift that I have um well I'm an intuitive and I can connect to people's energies and I can see beyond the surface of a lot of the things and, you know, helping other people see those things. So it's so much fun for me. And I love to see the transformations that happen with my sessions. So, um, yeah, I got into it because I, I went through it myself and I was like, damn, I need, like, I need support. I need a community. I need, I need, there has to be more, like, there's no way that I'm talking about this and people are looking at me like I'm crazy. I know I'm not the only one that goes through this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I'm glad you said like 
well, I'm not glad you said it because like you said, it's like this taboo thing. And it's kind of annoying that like people are questioning. Like I grew up going to Catholic school. So like God was pretty prominent, but I was someone that I just like, I didn't agree with it. Like as a kid, I was like, I just don't believe in this story that you're telling me and like the Bible and all these things. Like it just didn't sit right with me. And expressing that to my parents, it was like, well, like you'll get used to it. Like you'll believe in it eventually. And I'm like, no, I won't. And I just like, I hated it, you know? And I was like forced to believe these things. And then when I stopped fully believing them and then my sisters did as well, it was like, well, this is your fault, Jess. Like you are the elder sister. You should have known better. You should have set a good example. And I'm like, I'm not going to like sit here and like believe something just because you want me to believe it. Like, and so like, I didn't really, for a long time, I was like kind of more so identifying with like agnostics, agnostic, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, didn't really like know what was going on. Didn't really believe in like, I knew there was kind of a higher power, but I didn't really like believe in this whole idea of like a god and this man in the sky like dictating what we have to do 100 percent. yeah I feel like I had done it completely like my I was raised Catholic as well my mother wasn't as religious like she didn't follow it like um to the t you know but the biggest question I had is number one how is it that everyone has this bible and it's interpreted differently in every single religion like every single religion has their own way of like following what's right and I'm like why can't I just do what feels right for me and and be closer to to God right like why if why do I have to do this a certain way in order to be closer to God that was like my bigger question um why can't I just be me why can't I just do what intention like have good morals right and be a good person why can't I just do that and be connected to God anyways right and it's like I I remember when I was like around 12, I converted because I was going to um, another church and it was a Christian church. And I remember it was like Sundays and they were in there all day long. And I felt like a a connection. Like I felt, I guess, the higher power source or God or whatever it was. I felt something and I was like compelled to um, convert to Christian. Right. And so I did. And then the lady that like, kind of like guided me to that path she was like okay since you're Christian now you can't wear um, pants and you can't wear anything that has the cross and Jesus image on it and I'm like what on earth like what does that have to do with anything right like I'm comfortable in pants I'm not comfortable in skirts you know and I the image of God if I carry it with me And it's something I like, what the, I was just so, and I was like, okay, like, I'm not even going to that church anymore because you guys were so open and like, let me be. And then once I converted and went into this religion, all of a sudden there's all these rules that I need to follow. And I was like 12 years old, mind you, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like a 12 year old, like could very easily be influenced and feel forced to like, okay, this is what I did. But I was like, no, F that, like, there's no way that in order for me to be good, a good person and feel closer to God that I need to wear a skirt all the time and that I can't do this and I can't do that. I was so pissed. I was so pissed. I'm like, there's no, it doesn't make any sense. So that was one thing. Like, I don't, I don't know how it would have, it would have been if my mom was a lot more religious. Like, I don't know how rebellious I would have looked, but I've always believed 
and like you said, a higher power. There's something bigger out there. Is it God? I don't know, but there's just something out there. And I know that there's something out there. And I've felt it around me for a very long time. And there was these, these gifts or things that would happen to me. And I just didn't understand it. And it was never spoken about. And if you did, it was, it's, it, there's a taboo to it, you know, like you're, you're just crazy. And um, yeah, so I'm glad that like my mom wasn't so religious and I was able to like, just be me. And which is why I can, like, I feel more, much more connected to spirituality and practicing spirituality because it's literally what feels right. It's not mm -hmm. the right thing. There's no right thing. It's like, what feels right to you? That's, that's what you do. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, when I think of spirituality, like I know everyone has like a different definition, right? We think of spirituality and I think we all have this like umbrella term of like what that means. But for me, like spirituality is like connecting to myself and connecting to a power that is bigger than me without rules or without like pressure or force, you know? And for me, trying to connect to myself and a higher power that was like, influenced by religion it never worked out like it never did and even like like as I grew in my teens and stuff I was like I want nothing to do with it and it wasn't until like I hit adulthood and I started doing like personal development is when like I started hearing these ideas about spirituality and I'm like oh like there's a different way and I can like take part in this different way without like these rules this is like not to say that like every religion is like this right that every religion has control and all these things like i'm not saying that i i just think that like the concept of religion doesn't work for everyone and if you are somebody mm -hmm. who does want to connect to yourself in a higher power like and you don't want to be religious like spirituality is a great alternative it's a great way to do that without like all of this outside pressure and expectation yeah for sure because i i also yeah 100 like it didn't work religions did not work for me and I feel like everyone goes through their wake-up call or spiritual awakening and feeling like there's just something bigger than themselves out there um because I had an uncle that I feel like he went through his spiritual awakening but he turned Pentecostal he was he was Catholic and he turned Pentecostal and that's completely different from like what I would ever do and his devotion to God and his church is like incredible now and that's what works for him and that's how he went through his wake-up call and his spiritual awakening and his connection and that's fine it worked for him you know what I mean and it, it's just like it's good to know that there's this other option like you said in, in a way that you can connect and uh you're um it's a lot more open and you can there's you can learn so much there's so much to learn when it comes and it's all about energy too like I never realized this, but like as empaths, we're all about energy. We feel a vibe before we get into the room. We feel when something is off, you know, and spirituality is all about energy and working with that energy. Also, like you're either amplifying it or transforming it, you know, and mm. having this stuff, like, it's just amazing to have, just to have that as an option, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I love how like spirituality, like, isn't like this definitive thing either. Like you said, there's so many different routes to it. There's so many different topics and there's no right or wrong way to it. It's not something that says like, you have to be this way or you have to be that way. Like, no, you get to be yourself. You get to connect to yourself. You get to work on yourself all in this very beautiful way. So 
at one point, like you had mentioned that like outside validation is like really important to you, um, but you found it like limiting and you didn't have really support and all that. So I know like regardless of spirituality or religion, like whatever, when we are trying to like make new changes and like go a different path, we can experience like some fear and some anxiety and all of that can be amplified if we don't have that outside validation right if we don't have the support system who is like celebrating us and um encouraging us to move forward and so i guess like what i want to know is like on top of like the community that you created um is there anything else that you had to do in order to like overcome this like fear like you've named it fear paralysis like is there anything else other than community that um, you kind of like leaned into to overcome your fears? Yeah. Um, so I call it fear paralysis because it literally, I would get so in my head, I would become so unsure that I would just do nothing at all. I would be, there, there would be a stagnation for a very long time until something crazy happened. And I was kind of like forced into a specific direction and um, so what I, what worked for me, and I feel like this is something that I really want whoever is listening to kind of think about when they're going through something, it's, you're feeling uncomfortable, right? Like if you think of something and it makes you scared, you, you be, you've become aware, you made an awareness or you've become aware of something new that needs to change or something that you need to do. And if you don't do it because of your fear, you're going to be uncomfortable, right? So do you want to be uncomfortable in a situation and limit yourself? Or do you want to be uncomfortable in a situation and create the change that you want? So like, those are the two options that I had. It's like, okay, I'm so freaking scared and I'm so uncomfortable. Am I just going to sit here and stay like this? You know, that was like my thought process or... Am I so uncomfortable that I'm really sick and tired of this and I'm going to do one little thing that could kind of get me towards, you know, maybe not take a leap, but take a step to bring me closer towards whatever it is that I want. So ultimately, when in that situation, when you become aware that, okay, fear is really, really holding me back, you're going to feel uncomfortable. I feel like you feel it. You feel your body gets tense. You feel just tight and it's like, okay, I'm uncomfortable and you just have to make that choice. And whatever choice you make is fine, right? Because when you decide to choose something different, it's going to be the right time for you specifically. So it's not having, um, not putting pressure on yourself to make the change immediately. Um, it's allowing yourself to process and decide and choose what it is that you really want to do, right? So that's something that helped me because one thing I would beat myself up all the time, like, oh, I, I should have done this. I should have done that. But it's like, if I didn't, I chose to stay in that position for this long, but while I stood there, I learned so much that I probably wouldn't have gotten to or understood or processed or been ready for whatever it is that I had to. So there's like a reason and it sounds cliche. There's a reason for everything and everything happens in like the perfect timing. So cliche, I know, but it's so true, you know? So like when you become aware of a fear that's holding you back, choose, am I going to stay here? Cause I'm just, 
I'm okay. I can deal with this a little longer. I can feel uncomfortable a little longer. Or am I going to do something to change this situation and then not beating yourself up because you chose to stay there a little longer because you're going to learn all the things that you need to learn. And you're going to deal with the things that you need to deal with up until you're ready to like move forward. And it's all on your own time. It's not on anyone else's time, you know? Yeah, that's such an important reminder. I really like this idea of like being aware, feeling it and choosing differently. And I want to like make a note here. And it's like, there's this like adage out there that's like, feel the fear and do it anyway. Right. And like, yes. And we have to like, make sure that we're kind of doing it slowly because it can, like, if we're just like, like feeling the fear and doing it anyway, that can like really cause some havoc on our nervous systems. Right. And Mm -hmm. so like, if we're choosing, like what's coming up for me is like, we don't have to make a choice, like right in that moment. Like we can sit there, like you're saying, and like kind of weigh our options and then choose, even if our choice is like two days later, you know, like Mm -hmm. we don't have to like feel the fear and like do the thing terrified. Like we can take our time to come back to a neutral place. And when we're in that neutral place, we can make that decision. So I love that. And I also love like, Hey, don't beat yourself up about it. If you do decide to stay with your fear a little bit longer than you would like to, um, it's like, that's like that self-compassion, right. And we're not shaming ourselves. We're not like judging ourselves. You're allowing yourself to process an emotion. Like it's unrealistic to be super fearful and then jump the cliff. Like you're going to have an attack on the way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You need to allow yourself to have time to process the emotion and, and like actually feel it. Like there's a difference like between coming aware and there's steps to it. Right. So you, you become aware and then you have to process it and then you have to decide. Right. I feel like Mm -hmm. those are the stages I can probably get into details, but like generally you recognize you have a fear, you have to process or should process the why. And because now you know, now you're aware, you choose something different. Um, there, it doesn't make sense to like, you, be, you recognize something and just going to throw yourself in. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to, like you said, shock your body and um, it won't, it won't be a good experience. Like if I'm afraid of swimming because I cannot swim, I'm not just going to throw myself you know, in the water, like I have to make sure that I, I can actually keep myself safe or process, you know, what could happen mm-hmm. and how I can protect myself so that I'm not in panic mode and like kill myself. You know what I mean? Like you have to honor the the feeling, the pro- like process the emotion and there's no rush. There really is no rush. Yeah, I love that. I think it's also important to know that like there are different types of fear like we have situational fear which is like actual fear like in the moment in your environment like where you need to like escape and get out of there right but then we have like psychological fear which is often like related to our limiting beliefs um our old lived experiences things like that and we just have these thoughts that create fear within our body and so I think it's important to like recognize that there's a difference and also to learn like the differences in, in your life and in your, um, in your situations, you know? Um, so then it's like, okay, like if it is situational fear, then it makes sense that you're not doing the thing. Right. Cause you like, something is dangerous. You don't want to do that. Right. It's like the fight or flight. Is it right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, 
that's a survival feel. Like if you need to uh, survive, like remove yourself, you're being fearful because you need to survive a situation or, you know, physically remove yourself in order to survive versus the psychological that you're talking about where you can process. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. The psychological can put us into like fight and flight too. Cause like our thoughts can create our emotions, our feelings and our bodies. And so it's like coming back to that, like, am I safe right now? Like what is happening in my external environment? Where am I? Who's around me? Am I safe? Right. And like coming back to that safety if you can. And sometimes like we can't come back to it right away. Like it's going to take a couple of days or a couple of weeks, like depending on your capacity to like feel fear and process it and move through it and all the things. Yeah. Um, another thing I like to uh, also talk about is when you're presented with a situation, there's usually an initial reaction that you get. So it's either like a yes or a no, like, right. You literally like somebody says something and right away you're like, yeah, you know, let me do that. Or like, no, like, it's like, try to remember what that initial reaction was, because that's going to give you a more accurate response. Um, Cause I know oftentimes uh, there's an opportunity that presents itself and I'm super excited about it. And then I overthink it. And then I'm like fearful and I'm like, no. And then I get in my head. So sometimes when something happens, I like to just stop and just be like, wait, Jess, when this person first said that to you, how did you feel? What do you remember feeling when they first said it before anything came up into your head about all the what ifs and whatever could come up? How did you feel? Did you immediately feel like heck no? Or did you immediately feel like yes? you know um and doing that it really helps me like understand okay I did want to do this I got an automatic yes but fear got in the way and I need to process you know versus no is a no right and fear is backing it up you know Mm -hmm. yeah so I'm like wondering like I'm sure I know the answer but I'm gonna ask it anyway (laughs) first of all how long have you been doing your like spiritual awakening guide and mentorship stuff well from on my own it's because first I had to work on myself right it's been about five or six years and then when I brought it into like business it's it's been two years um, where I'm working with others one-on-one to help them work through this okay cool so it's been a while you've been in the game for a while um Mm -hmm. so my question is do you still feel the fear do you still get paralyzed by your fear? Well, not paralyzed, mm-hmm. right? Because I have found a lot of coping mechanisms mm-hmm. to help me. And because I'm aware, right? Like I hated that I had to wait for my mom or my hubby to tell me, yeah, that's totally a good idea. Go for it. Like, I feel like I missed out on so much, right? So now I do get in my head 100, like it's, I'm a human, it's going to happen. Um, but I have these skills that I've gained throughout my practice and throughout the years and that I'm able to use to work through it. And like, those were, those are two examples that I gave you, like the asking, can I handle this a little longer? Like I'm uncomfortable. Can I deal with it a little longer? Or I'm uncomfortable. I need to make a change now. And also like, Hey, just this opportunity was presented. Was it an immediate? No. Was it an immediate? Yes. Like that kind of helps me go back to the initial reaction and connect with my intentions to then make a decision. Um, so 
of course I feel I it happens um I'm always in my head I'm always downloading information like I get these new ideas and it gets overwhelming but I do have coping mechanisms that help me deal with it I can tell you I'm not in fear paralysis anymore like there's nothing stopping me now. I don't need validation from my husband. Now I tell them this is what I'm doing, you know, and it's so empowering. Like, this is what I'm doing. I don't need your opinion on it. You know, they're so used to me asking for their opinion. It's like, oh, that's nice. Thank you for sharing. But I'm pretty confident in what I'm, I'm telling you that I'm doing it. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, it's, it's just that feeling that I, that transition that I made when I went from like fear paralysis to like, unstoppable or um I, I call it from fearful to fearless you know like I was living fearful and now I'm feeling fearless but when I think of fearless I think of like just having the courage to make the decision and choosing and moving forward you know I think of like the lion and like just like I'm not a little kitten anymore waiting for you know somebody to kind of like bring me along now I'm fearless and I'm that line and I'm like all right these are my options what am I gonna do you know how am I gonna take over now you know I love that it just sounds like you have found your power rather than giving your power away to the outside forces whether that was your mom or your husband or whoever it was um and I, I think that's so beautiful and I'm just like like just having you share it with me feels so liberating like in my body so I'm sure mm -hmm. like it feels so so good to be able to like make decisions and like not have to run them by anybody else before you take action on them yeah it's insane um it's amazing it's it's liberating and now I can help people do that too which is like I get to do what I love like I love doing this I love getting beyond the surface of things and helping you recognize that you may have thought it was this thing that was up here but really the core of it was this right and maybe we have to do some inner child work and we have to like figure some things out you know but um there's that like I'm able to help and transform other people and, and like just help them feel more confident and like they know the answer so like also when people think about spirituality and they're working with someone like I feel like they feel like we're gonna give you the answers like we're gonna tell you what to do and we're gonna you know answer all these questions for you like no that that's not me like I'm not a I'm not a fortune teller you know I'm not here to tell you your future I'm here to help you create it and you know we're psychic in a way that I am able to like relate to you like connect with your energy and then we can come together and transform it together because I'm not trying to have you depend on me for the rest of your life. Okay. I'm trying to create someone that can like, like, this is the snapping of the fingers, like preach, right? Cause we don't, who would, I would hate it if I had to depend on a mentor or somebody like for the rest of my life, because that's mm -hmm. not what spirituality is about at all. Like when I say I'm working with people, it's I'm giving you the tools for you to figure that out for yourself. And I'm here to support you you know, because I want you to fly on your own and leave the nest and just feel confident, um, intuitive and just love spirituality and connect with it in different ways. I value like independence and autonomy. And like, I have been in this space where like, same thing with like my offers. I'm like, 
I want to help you figure out your own shit. So that way, like, you don't have to rely on me. Like, I don't want you to need me, you know, like I'm here to help you. I'm here to support you and hold space for you. But like, I don't want to have to do that for you forever. Like, I want you to learn how to hold your own space and to have your own power and to encourage yourself and celebrate yourself and all of these things that yes, like I'm teaching you, but like take them and like run with them, you know? Exactly, yeah. Like as much as we love our clients, like, you know, we would be doing them a harm if we had them Mm -hmm. depending on us, you know? Like you work with me for a certain amount of time, you gain the awareness to make the choices that you need to make moving forward. And that's what's gonna empower you and just truly make you step into the best version of yourself. You know, and I feel like with spirituality, that's the mis- the misconception that comes through as soon as they see like um, anything spiritual, like if I'm talking crystals and I'm talking chakras, if I'm talking the moon, if I'm talking tarot, because I love tarot and oracle cards, like people come to me and they're like, oh, what do you see in the cards for this? And I'm like, listen, first of all, like, this is not what tarot is about. Okay. Like you need to, the way that it works is like, it picks up on the current energy And it can let you know where you're leading, like what's going to happen, what can potentially happen if you continue this path. But it's not like it's set on stone, right? That's Mm -hmm. why I loved tarot. And tarot actually helped me a lot with my shadow work. Like before I came out, and I say I came out because I consider myself like a witch. So before I like decided to tell people like I'm a spiritualist and I use all these, I use astrology, I use tarot cards, I use crystals, I use candles, whatever. Like I had to use, I used tarot on my own and it helped me like really understand and work through some of the things that I had to work through. Um, so there's a lot of misconceptions about like spirituality and like, I'll be the one to tell you straight up, like, this is not what we're going to do here. And if you don't feel comfortable with that, then you need to go to, because there are people out there, you know, that they take advantage of this stuff, unfortunately, you know, so but that's not what spirituality is about. It's not what the divination tools are about. It's all to just help you conquer this moment in time, this lifetime right now. And nothing is set in stone. You have free will. You have the power Mm -hmm. to choose something different. Once you realize that you're not going down the path that you want to go, you have the power to choose something different, to change it, regardless of what's happening. And we take that for granted very often Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I like it's crazy because like we could literally like make a decision today that would shift our entire lives you know like I could make a decision about something today and it would like flip my life upside down and I feel like we forget that we can do that and I like I don't know I don't I'm sure like some of the fear is there right because like for example if someone's like you know I really just like I know I want to quit my job then it's like oh well if I quit my job then I don't have the money and I can't like feed myself or my kids like and these are very real fears to get they're through, valid right? 100%. they're so real and so valid and I think it's important that like we have an open mind because like there's so many ways to like get out of something or get into something. But I think like we limit ourselves, like you said, like we have like these limiting beliefs or we see how like other people in like our communities or societies are doing things. And we think that we have to do it like that. And if we can't, then like, we're not doing it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and Mm -hmm. so all of these like fears come up, which again are valid, but it's like, how do we like get through these very real 
fears, you know, like Mm -hmm. how do we move through and to do it in a way that like makes us feel safe and secure as well. 100%. Yeah. Because overcoming fear is not at all just saying fuck it and doing it. You know, it's not that at all, especially when it comes to like meeting your basic needs to live, you know, whether it's that job you hate and you really need to leave you. Yeah. Of course, I would be afraid not having money to feed my family, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's there's a difference like you're afraid, but it doesn't mean that you can't plan and make steps to to take steps to take you out of that situation and move into something that you want to know. So it's it's like it's just understanding that and not um, and having faith that, you know, um, things will eventually work out in your favor if you continue to take the small steps that you need to take to be more happy, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of people think that they need to make these like very big leaps in order to make changes and like change starts with baby steps. And like, as the baby steps, yep. As they pile, that's where the change, that's where these big changes come from are these little, little baby steps that you've been taking and they keep piling and adding up. Yeah, no. Cause like awareness, it's, a small thing for you to become aware of something for you to be like oh Mm -hmm. shit like I didn't even realize that before that's huge that means that your mind picked up on something and you need to change it right and it's like okay now I need to process this and kind of look at what it is that I want it to look like moving forward or what do I want to feel um I feel like if you continue to connect to what your intentions are and how you want to feel um then the steps and what to do will come through a lot quicker than if you were to just uh, stay stagnant on that fear, um, feeling that fear and thinking about all the possibilities and all the things that could go wrong, like do the opposite and just think about like, okay, this is how I would do want to feel. And then you'll get the ideas to kind of take the steps and move forward. Mm-hmm. I come up with a lot of fear myself and I'm over like, well, what if this happens? And what if this happens? And of course they're like the worst case scenarios. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, what if it does? Like, what if it does? What would I do? How would I handle it? And I also am like, well, flip it. Like, what if it turns out great? What if like, you know what I mean? Like we have the ability to like, yes, say what if, and turn it into this like very negative downward spiral. Or we can say, what if, and like, see all the potential, all the possibilities. And it's there's always that, two like, choices. The awareness, right. And it starts with the awareness, always. like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, there's always like, we always feel like, so limited. I, I feel like that was me like, oh, I have no choice but to do this. And it's like, is that really true? Just do you hear yourself right now? Is that really true? You know, and it's like, just taking that moment in just in that moment, like, it asking your own thought like questioning your own thoughts you know um Mm -hmm. but yeah the power of choice I feel like it it, like awareness and once you become aware that means that you can choose something different you know and if you're not choosing something different right now that's okay because you have to process what it is that you even want to begin with right because a change is coming but yeah awareness is it's just the subtlest thing that can really like shake you up inside and make you question so many things. And that's a very little thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. So, um, but that little thing is what's gonna transform your entire life. A lot of people think it's like actual physical actions that you need to take to make change happen, but a small shift in your mindset, forget about it. That's where the power lies. 
100% agree. So we've been talking for a bit and I want to like respect both our time and just start Mm -hmm. wrapping up. Um, So if there's one thing that you could share with our listeners to inspire them to be their own wildflower, what would that be? One thing, and it's just to ask yourself, is your desire to change bigger than your fear? You know, like once you answer that question, you'll know if it's the time to make the move that you need to make. My desire to change is stronger than my fear. Then, um, you know, it's like feeling like I'm really sick and tired of this, like of this situation of whatever it's going on. Like, and once you connect to that, having the, the power or having the courage to just take a small step to move forward and um, create the change that you desire. And, like if you're given a, a little, like I think about, you know, the wildflowers when when it pours, when it thunders, that's when they get the most nutrients, right? That's when they get all that that all that water that they need, and then the sun comes out, and they need that as well, right? Like we need both of them. We need the thunder, we need the water, we need the storm, we need that to nourish ourselves, to transform ourselves. So understand that, like whatever you're going through no matter how difficult that is, if you relate that to the wildflowers, you know, that's the storm. And that's the storm that's going to nourish your soul and connect you more to your soul and make you feel more in a lot, like make you feel more in alignment with whatever it is that you need to do. And just know that the sun, like the sun will come out. The sun will come out tomorrow. (laughs) I just thought about that song, but you know, just think about, is it, is your desire for change, you know, and understand that whatever you decide if it's that thunderstorm like you know what thunderstorm is going to come just think about how much nutrients you can gain from that and how much you're going to learn and how much you're going to grow and eventually the sun will come out because you're choosing to do something that's more in alignment with you and you're choosing to do something that's for you that'll make you happy at the end of the day so I love that like the whole time you were talking I was getting like (laughs) chills like this is good I love it um all right Jess so how can people connect with you and if they're feeling called to work with you do you have any like offers right now do you have any like programs yeah I mean I'm on social media on Instagram at at um true underscore spiritual underscore guidance. That's my Instagram on Facebook. You can find me true spiritual guidance. If you just search, um, I have a page there, um, which will bring you into my little private group. I am doing one-to-one sessions. They're more um, working through specific challenges that people are going through in the moment. Um, So if they want to, if anybody wants to, you know, connect with me, they can just send me a message and we'll, we'll, work together we'll figure something out Um, but yeah thank you so much (laughs) yeah thank you thank you so much for sharing your story and your insight and your wisdom like I loved it and I and I knew we were gonna come on to that parallel we found it (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure so yes thank you again and for everyone listening if you are feeling connected with Hello, Jessica here. (laughs) Um, Be sure to follow her. All of her links will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to grow wild with me. I hope this episode left you with the inspiration to be your own wildflower. 
Until next time, remember to be like wildflowers and grow in places they don't want you to, where they've warned you not to, and where you're least expected to.